0: to our podcast, Within the Mist, a hidden place where we walk into the dark and clouded unknown. I am your salty sea captain of a host, Gary, here to entertain and inform you about the likes of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. I am joined by my less salty wife and co-host, <laughs> Goldie Ann. Are
1: you sure I'm less salty and not more salty?
0: It kind of depends on if I did anything wrong today or not.
1: Okay, good point, good point.
0: Well, before we begin, I wanted to let everyone know, if you're not already aware, Within the Mist has a YouTube channel, and by the time this episode releases, I should have transferred over 200 older TikTok videos, which I transferred from there onto this YouTube channel. They're all three-minute-long short stories of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries, and now that the old ones have been transferred over, new ones are going to be added now that that's complete. We're also going to be uploading the podcast with some visualizations on there, as well as the most important part, we're going to start adding some road trip videos onto there. I will say
1: I like your TikTok videos. They're they're short and they're really they're really informative for that little bit of minutes. And it's ones I've never even heard of before. So I thought those were pretty good.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, there is over 200 of them, so I'm sure there's going to be a couple in there that people haven't heard of before.
1: Yeah, but there's so many of them. I mean, you you really go in there to look for the ones that people just don't know
0: much about. Well, there's going to be more just like it. All right. Well, also, if you're happy about that, there is also something else to be happy about. As you may be aware... We have now started our Thursday interviews, which means every Thursday I am interviewing someone involved in the paranormal field, whether they're an author, filmmaker, psychic, uh, researcher. We're trying to cover the whole gambit of individuals that are very interesting to talk to and have a great deal to say.
1: Yeah, anyone who will let us talk to them, we want to talk to you.
0: In fact, we also want to expand those interviews to listener stories. So if you have a story, maybe you've encountered a Bigfoot, or maybe you have a ghost story of your own, or have seen lights in the sky, I ask you to contact us. We can either record you telling your story, or we'll tell the story for you. All you have to do is send us an email at within the mist podcast at gmail.com, to let us know that you have a story that you think would fit into our Thursday episodes. Uh, I hope to collect a large number of these to start presenting them soon.
1: I would actually like to hear from people that are just everyday people like you and me. You know, not the famous people, not the authors, not the filmmakers. I want to hear from people like you and me. That's what I want to hear on Thursdays. So yeah, write us in. Tell us about them. We want to know.
0: Good. Then I will be keeping an eye on that inbox, and hopefully we'll be reporting on some stories very soon. But until then, Yes. before we begin this week's episode, I was wondering if you know why ghost ships are always lost.
1: Because their navigation's broke. I don't know. Why?
0: Well, it turns out that it's because they have a skeleton crew. Oh my gosh.
1: You're not even going to get a ha-ha from that one for me.
0: Wow. Yeah, sorry. Tough crowd, tough crowd. Well, if I don't get a ha-ha from you, uh-huh. then maybe you might want to pay attention to today's disclaimer. oh Because the story today involves a ghost ship and deaths that may have been caused from some grisly source. We are storytellers who have gathered information on some of our favorite mysteries to bring to you. We don't attempt to scare our listeners on purpose. Well... Maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. And with that, let's begin. While plenty of ships have sailed the great seas, some do not make it back, and the open water is filled with secrets and has swallowed a large number of these man-made vessels over the years. The existence of one such ship in 1948 was found drifting in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Its story has been widely debated ever since, because if it is true, then all the crew aboard were found not only dead, but in twisted configurations indicating that they perished from fear. Yet the ship was undamaged and the bodies of the crew showed no signs of injury. How did these men die aboard this legendary ghost ship?
1: All I can think of is Ghostface.
0: Why Ghostface? No, face? no,
1: not Ghostface. The ring. The ring. Yeah.
0: Yes. Seven days. The ring does does have that same kind of scaring you to death. Yeah. But in today's tale, it is nonetheless a chilling and intriguing one. It is one that falls somewhere between being a legendary ghost ship And perhaps a secret that was never meant to be told. Mm. So join us this week as we sail within the mist and into the depths of the mystery surrounding the S.S. Orang Medan. Cool. You
1: know, Ghost Ship movies were always my favorite when I was little. They were always so scary. There was one, I can't remember, I think it was called Ghost Ship, but... I can't find it these days. I watched it with my mom so it had to be 1970s, 19
0: early 80s. Okay, so you're not talking about the, the modern new one. No. Ghost ship. No. Okay. It was pretty good. Well, we are going to talk about it again because the Orang Medan may have had a little bit of an influence on the modern ghost ship movie. But first, chapter 1, the distress call. The Strait of Malacca is positioned between Malaysia and the island of Sumatra on the Indian Ocean. It is one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world because it links China, India, and Japan to the rest of the world. 260 ships pass through the strait every day and they carry approximately one quarter of the world's traded goods. Much of what you buy on a day-to-day basis may have passed through this one strip of water. The importance to its shipping is matched only by its dark history. For centuries, it was completely at the mercy of pirates and smugglers. But even more frightening were the cases of ships being lost for unexplained reasons. Both gave the Straits an unwelcome reputation over the last century. More than 30 ships, which averages out to being one every three to four years, has been mysteriously lost. One of the most famous of these vessels was named the SS Orang Medan. This ship, whose name would translate to being man from Medan, would meet with such a strange and violent end that it frightened seafarers for decades and its story passed into legend. Hmm. The date is debatable, but the most common version states that on February 5, 1948, ships and several British and Dutch outposts near the coast of Indonesia received an odd SOS communication. The unknown source transmitted in Morse code. The message came in two parts, which did not identify the ship, nor did it give its location. Instead, the messenger gave an unsettling awareness of events occurring on board. The radio operator's call was rambling, but reportedly read, All officers, including the captain, are dead. Lying in chart room and bridge, possibly whole crew dead. Following the distress call was a string of incoherent Morse code before the ship's radio operator signed off. Minutes later, the second part of the message followed, which simply said, I die. That's eerie. Dun dun dun. I left
1: off the D for I died
0: nothing more was transmitted after this except for a foreboding silence despite numerous attempts to reach them there was no reply authorities found themselves in a race against time to try and locate the ship in question all of the ships in the area were alerted and asked to stay on the lookout for anything unusual despite the large number of ships in the straits nothing was found during the initial stages of the search and rescue mission. Finally, with the help of the British and the Dutch listening posts, they were able to triangulate the source of the signal. The maps indicated that it was far out to sea in the Indian Ocean, way off the normal shipping lanes. The Silver Star, an American merchant vessel, was the only ship closest to the determined source of the signal and therefore was sent the presumed coordinates. Knowing the contents of the frightfully urgent SOS, the brave captain of the Silver Star accepted the rescue mission and wasted no time in setting a new course. Within a few hours they sighted a ship rising and falling in the choppy water upon the horizon about 50 miles out from the position given. This would turn out to be a Dutch freighter the SS Orang Medan. Yet, no one was seen on the decks of the ship. Chapter 2. The Ghost Ship The Orang Medan did not appear to be under any form of control. It was drifting aimlessly up and down amongst the waves. Several attempts were made by the Silver Star to contact anyone on board and as they moved closer, there would be no reply. Instead, they received nothing but chilling silence. An attempt to signal her with flashing lights also failed to contact anyone. It would seem no one was available to receive their hailing. The only movement aboard was the steam billowing from the stacks. A rescue crew was selected to leave the Silver Star and make their way over to investigate. These brave men boarded their lifeboats to leave for the ghost ship. As the men crossed over to the stricken freighter, beads of nervous sweat ran down their faces. All eyes were transfixed on their destination. The silence, other than the rowing of the oars, became almost unbearable as they pulled alongside. The small crafts were tethered, and the rescue party quickly prepared themselves to climb on board. Why were they so scared? I mean, were they thinking of, like
1: pirates or what?
0: The Straits did have a history of pirates, and traditionally, sailors are a suspicious lot. OK: So ghost ships are terrifying. Abandoned ships, even more so. Huh. OK. You just think about all the stories that sailors tell. right? So every one of those stories had to be crossing the mind of this rescue party. What's worse, though, is that this crew, the stories were nothing compared to what they found. They realized that the distress call had not been an exaggeration. Their worst fears were confirmed as they stepped aboard only to become faced with a shocking and unnerving scene all around them. The corpses of the Dutch crew were scattered throughout the decks. Each crewman's body was discovered to be frozen in some state of panic. Eyes were staring in wide-eyed fear, bulging from their sockets mouths were gaping wide in unheard screams their faces twisted in horror and their limbs frozen in positions extended as if to grasp at unseen assailants every corpse appeared to be in some form of a mortal combat with some unseen assailant okay you've got my attention Although it appeared as if the crew had been terrified at the time of their passing, they suffered no injuries to speak of. None were cut, none were bruised. In fact, other than their positions, it was impossible to determine what had killed the crew. It was as if every living thing on board had simultaneously been killed by an abrupt and crushing burst of heart-stopping terror their bodies would have otherwise been perfectly healthy, if not for another bizarre factor, which was becoming more and more apparent to the rescue crew. Uh-oh. As they watched the crew members, each passing minute, almost in front of their very eyes, the corpses were already beginning to decompose. What? Exactly. It appeared that they were beginning to rot, within the few hours that had passed since the distress call. This was unnatural and more rapid than anything could have been expected. Even the ship's dog, a small terrier, was found dead alongside the rest of the crew. This poor mascot was in a mid-snarl with his teeth exposed and lips peeled back. Unfortunately, the poor dog's limbs were frozen in place, as if rigor mortis had set in instantly. The terrified search party realized that the sooner that they were off this floating graveyard, the better. Therefore, they made the cardinal sin of every horror movie (laughs) and split up to search for survivors. Well, yeah. They discovered the body of the Rang captain on the bridge, and the rest of the officers in the wheelhouse and chart room. The engineering crew was found at their stations below decks, next to the boilers, which were still billowing out steam for power. The man who had sent the SOS signal, that poor radio operator, was found still seated at his post with his body collapsed over the communications equipment. His hands were still on the telegraph key, as if he wanted to say something more.
1: just wanted to type that last D.
0: Every deceased crewman had the same expressions of fear on their faces, with arms and legs contorted. It was obvious that everyone aboard had died in some degree of pain, yet no injuries were located and no cause of death. The rescue party then noticed another strange fact during their time on board. February for this region is the summer, and it was well over 100 degrees. On the decks of the Orang however, the air was chilly, and the men's breath were coming out in mist. Weird. Measurements showed that the temperature dropped to a mere 40 degrees.
1: I feel like this is like a scene from one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies
0: <laughs> the Ring Medan either borrows or is the inspiration for a lot of these ghost ship stories okay <laughs> so yeah you're gonna catch a lot of similarities like true professionals the rescue party continued to search for any living soul and pushed on It was not long before it began to become impossible for most of these seasoned mariners to hold their nerve while probing the ship of horrors. The number and conditions of the bodies caused even the more hard-hearted officers to become unnerved. It was not long before the Silver Star crew hastily retreated the ship and reported their findings back to the captain of the Silver Star. They were eager to be off the ship and getting as far, far away as possible. The captain was not satisfied. I didn't think he would be. He wanted answers, and despite the reports from his crew, he gave the order to tow the Orang Medan back to port for salvage, and so the authorities could perform a full investigation. I'm sure the crew was not happy with that order.
1: As long as the tow rope was long.
0: (laughs) Well, Chapter 3, The Final Fate of the Orang Medan. The captain ordered his men to tether the Silver Star to the Orang Medan so that they could pull it back to port. The crew hesitated for a moment, but remained loyal to their captain regardless of their personal fears. They began ready to tow the merchant vessel, taking out the hauling gear. A towing hawser was bent to a line that was shot over to the orang Crewmen, now back on the decks of the ghost ship, hastily pulled the line over and secured it. Each men worked rapidly, striving to be finished with their grim task and off this ghost ship as quickly as possible shortly after the ships had been tethered together the crew aboard the silver star noticed something smoke was starting to surge from the below decks of the orang medan Uh particularly the number four cargo hold a fire had started or an unseen one had been ongoing and was now working to burn out of control
1: all right that's it untether it
0: (laughs) well being uncertain what cargo the Orang carried, the sailors all panicked. None of them wanted to stay on board in order to find out what was on fire. Well, yeah. The rescue ship managed to cut the tow ropes, just like you said, and they cleared away. The small ships rowed furiously away from the funeral pyro as if for their very lives the orang Medan exploded within seconds of being released this had such force that the hull was lifted completely out of the water to slam back down with a terrific splash nearly capsizing the rescue ships the merchant vessel was engulfed in flames and smoke then it quickly broke apart to sink into the dark depths of the Indian Ocean never to be seen again her crew was lost in taking any secrets of its existence with them nobody aboard the Silver Star were harmed in the blast and luckily no one had been on the doomed vessel when she exploded none of the crew had been willing to stay aboard and accompany her back to port for obvious reasons right. (laughs) this saved their very lives every man breathed a deep sigh of relief that they were not sharing in the fate of being dragged down to the bottom of the ocean with the doomed Orang Medan it was because of the crew's very diligence that we have any insight into the incident at all otherwise we wouldn't know the fate of the Orang Medan or its crew at all The long journey back to port was full of rumors and paranoia. The news of the ghost ship and the stories of the grisly bodies discovered on board circulated wildly along the trade routes of the East Indies. Many of the stories claimed that evil spirits of the sea were the cause, creatures seeking doom for those men. Men were ill-prepared to fight them off. With that in mind, the story of the Orang was not printed until it was first officially reported in May of 1952, almost four years after it originally occurred. Wow,
1: that's insane.
0: This was by the United States Coast Guard's proceedings of the Merchant Marine Council. The testimony therein described the alarming state of the Dutch crewmen, attempting to explain it with facts rather than rumors. Since then, people have questioned exactly what happened on board the ill-fated ship and to the men. Over the years, there have been many wild speculations and theories in an attempt to make sense of what happened on this ghost ship. Chapter 4, The Ship That Did Not Exist
1: Uh Uh-oh, now they're going to write it out of history.
0: (laughs) Well... The classic ghost storytellers claim that the ship had been attacked by forces of a supernatural or paranormal nature. This, they claim, is the only explanation for the strange deaths of all those aboard, and even threatened to stop sailing through the Straits of Malacca. Many of the more superstitious old Sea Dogs began to speculate that the ill-fated Dutch crew likely had a run-in With the vengeful sea race, such as harpies, sirens, mermaids, or even some other creature of the deep. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, there is a more recent and similar incident involving this body of water, the Strait of Malacca, which occurred in 2014 when the Malaysian airline flight 370 disappeared. Hmm. The flight, with all passengers and crew, vanished without a trace in the same area as the Orang Medan's disappearance. This provided a supernatural connection to the area and disappearances similar to the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Yeah, I was about to bring that up. That sounds a lot like the Bermuda Triangle.
0: There are a lot of people who view the Straits of Malacca as a smaller eastern version of the Bermuda Triangle rumors of restless spirits began to circulate connecting the unnatural chill that with the rescue crew reported experiencing coming from the cargo ship normally cold spots are a symptom of a ghostly spirit so could ghosts have been on board the ship of the Medan and the cause for the deaths of course there are doubters who question even if the ship ever existed at all. Even the date of the incident has fluctuated from February of 1948 to June of 1947. Oh. One newspaper article in the United Kingdom stated that the vessel was found at its end in 1939.
1: Well, these are some weird-ass dates.:
0: The confusion over the dates is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't believe in the story, but the Yorkshire Post published a news story about the Orang on November 21, 1950, which was based on the account of a merchant marine officer in Trieste, Italy, which is considered to be the main support that the Orang actually existed. This officer, who remained unnamed in the original <laughs> article, was supposedly a part of the Orang rescue crew, so one of those men who actually boarded the ghost ship. According to the sailor, the initial SOS call was a request for medical assistance, then a request for warship. In his version, the first message call was different, and was actually, quote, SOS from the steamship Orang Madan. Beg ships with shortwave wireless get in touch with Dr. Urgent. As the message was relayed to medical stations, Then they received a new request from the troubled vessel. This second message was, quote, probable second officer dead. Other members crew killed. Disregard medical consultation, SOS, urgent assistance, warship. So a little bit different than the traditional message that's being told.
1: Hmm. Wonder why it varied so much.
0: I think the first version is creepier and has a more supernatural feel to it. This one sounds like they're being attacked. Right. Especially if they're calling in a warship. So you think the second one is bullshit? I don't know. But I had to add it because it is thought-provoking. Right. According to the merchant officer, the Orang Medan did manage to provide its location just before its messages started becoming unintelligible. The remainder of the story, according to him, is the version that is told today. So other than the messages, everything else about the Orang Medan did actually occur. Okay. Investigators who researched the stories, they found an interesting fact. The name Orang Medan does not appear in any maritime records and it has not been registered in any known port. According to all documentation, the ship, Did not ever exist.
1: Well, there's the military trying to shut something out.
0: And why would they do that?
1: I don't know. Because they're the military. Well, good. They can.
0: Well, it's a good thing I'm here, because I know. Oh, good. Historian Roy Baton dedicated years in pursuit of the true story of the ghost ship. He researched hundreds of shipping registers. And according to one of its sources, the Lloyd's List, which is one of the world's oldest continuously running journals, there is no record showing that a ship called the SS Orang Medan ever existed in nautical history. It provides continuous maritime shipping information and news as early as 1734. So from 1734 to today... No ship titled the SS Orang Medan has ever sailed the ocean. Okay. But don't give on me yet. Okay. There could be a logical explanation for this lack of documents.
1: Yeah, the military hit it.
0: Well, (laughs) for this, a German author by the name of Otto Milk published his research on the case of 1954 with a 32-page booklet entitled death ship in the South Sea so his booklet tries to explain why the Orang Medan doesn't exist and why it does he apparently verified his facts with members of the Silver Stars crew who had been present at the time of the incident so he talked with various sailors from the rescue crew Hmm. the milk work cited several previously unpublished details which included the ship's last known location as well as its intended route. The most important discovery that he made was that it made mention of the ship's cargo, a point which seems to suggest that the Orang Medan had been carrying unsecured lethal substances such as potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin. Uh If this is true then this would have been seen by the harbor masters as the highest level of negligence. A ship carrying such cargo would never have been allowed to leave port onto the open water. So, where does that leave us? Smugglers. The area, as I have mentioned, has always had a history with piracy, so some people believe that the Orang Medan participated in an illegal shipping operation. In fact, its name was probably not even the Orang Medan but another ship altogether. Its identity could have been hastily changed while at sea in order to disguise her true purpose. This would explain why the Orang Medan was not registered anywhere in explaining the lack of any records in the shipping registers. The ship was trying to hide itself. Remember. The ship was way off established shipping routes. Perhaps this was done on purpose in order to avoid detection by the other authorities. It is theorized that such a ship would not have the best safety record, so seawater could have entered the cargo hold and reacted with the potassium cyanide, which in turn would release toxic gases poisoning the crew. The salt water may also have reached the nitroglycerin as the day wore on, sparking a fire and ultimately causing the violent explosion which sank the ship. Why? Well, if this is a case of cyanide poisoning, then why had none of the members of the rescue party also succumbed to the lethal effects of the gas?
1: Well, not only that, why were they all dead with faces of anguish and
0: fear? This doesn't match with potassium cyanide. No. It's a silent killer. Right. I mean, another problem with this theory is that while cyanide kills quickly, it does not result in a painful death. So why were the bodies of the crew contorted in both terror and pain? See that? (laughs) Well, I have an answer for that, too.
1: Of course you do.
0: Other researchers agree with the plausibility of the smuggling but have suggested that the ship was not carrying potassium cyanide at all, but another substance known as tabin. Do you know what tabin is? No. Well, good, because then it means I can explain it. Okay, good. Tabin is an an extremely toxic nerve agent, which had been mass-produced by the Germans in World War II and had been shared in large quantities with their Japanese allies. During the post-wars, the Allies were busy cleaning all manner of storage from enemy forces. The discovery of many nerve agents was made to include Tabin in Japanese bunkers. Okay. Post-World War II, the transport of such sensitive materials would have been highly controversial. So people would have been very upset to know that the United States was moving nerve agents back and forth across the ocean. Right. The United States...
1: What do you mean? It would be unnerving?
0: (laughs) Great. Now you're the one with the puns. Yeah. I learned from you. (laughs) I'm a bad influence. The United States was heavily involved in chemical weapon research at this time. It is feasible that in order to avoid the inevitable paper trail, they commissioned a nondescript freighter to transport the goods and employed a foreign crew in order to distance themselves from the operation even today there have been cases in which nuclear material has been transported in secret aboard trains and trucks on the highways caben has a very low persistence level meaning that it would have completely dispersed by the time the rescue crew arrived It also functions by blocking the neurotransmitters responsible for signaling the muscles to relax. Hence, the contorted appearance of the bodies. Uh Aha! So Tabin fits the more likely substance that could have killed the crew and left their bodies in such a state. But that quickly? It's a nerve agent. It was designed for... What
1: about the, the
0: disintegration? That part is the part that's not well understood. Uh But then again, Tabin itself as a nerve agent isn't that well understood. It was developed for war to kill and destroy enemy troops. It is possible that one of its side effects is that it does break down the body easier. Hmm. okay. Even stranger, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, became involved with the mystery of the Orang Madan at one point during all of this hype. On December 5, 1959, a letter from a C.H. Mark Jr. was sent to the CIA, asking their opinion on the Orang Madan incident and whether something from the unknown could be involved in the case connecting the disappearances to other wartime crews and or ships who vanished while at sea. His letter was supported by the 1955 book, The Case for the UFO, in which UFO and Philadelphia experiment researcher Morris K. Jessup hypothesized that the crew of the Orang Medan may have been attacked by extraterrestrials for reasons unknown. I know, I know. It seems that every mystery has to have some kind of tie-in with a UFO.
1: All mysteries must end at the UFO
0: stop. Well, luckily, the letter and the request for investigations of UFO involvement was replied in June by the assistant to the then director of the CIA, Alan Dulles. He thanked Mark for his interesting letter and concern, but stated that they were unable to answer his questions. So basically patted him on the head and sent him on his way. Yeah. But since then, the mystery of the ghost ship and its fear-stricken corpse crew has grown to invade all manner of our culture today. Like you mentioned, Goldie Ann, a lot of this has similarities to movies and stories you've heard before. Right. Chapter 5, Modern Culture. Because of its story, the legend of the Orang-Madan ghost ship even went on to inspire the video game Man of Medan, released on August 30th of 2019 by Bandai. Huh. Never heard of that. It's kind of a walkthrough horror game. So you're trying to solve the mystery of what's going on in the crew before you die. Okay. And what they did is, in this game's interpretation of the story, the developers received their own resources from the writings of Silvio Sherry, who is rumored to have gotten testimony from a German sailor, a survivor who told his tale of the trip's tragic end on a missionary on his deathbed.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, I did find a trailer to this video game, and it is spooky. So I will place a link for you to check it out for yourself in the show notes. There are a lot of movies that play on a lot of the same ideas of what happened to The Rang Madame. Most currently, the one titled Ghost Ship has been associated with the legend of the Rang Madan, although it was originally based on the SS Andrea Doria, which collapsed into another ship causing the gas tanks to tear and sink. But the two uh, do play a lot together if you accept the paranormal aspects. Ghost Ship is a 2002 American supernatural horror film following a marine salvage crew in the Bering Sea who discover a mysterious ocean liner that disappeared. After a series of supernatural events, the group decides to leave, but an invisible force sabotages their ship with a propane gas leak. The movie plays on the idea of ghost involvement in the sabotage and the deaths of the crew aboard. Although it is not the most common theory behind the fate of the Orang Medan, it does have the same feeling of mystery and fear behind the appearance of such a ghost ship. So with all of that in mind, Goldian, what are some of your final thoughts?
1: Well, like I said, I do enjoy ghost ships, but this one seemed a little far out there. A lot of cover-up going on, that's for sure. Um, if it is true, if it ever existed, I don't know. I don't think there's enough evidence there
0: the lack of evidence is really offsetting to the story being valid right the story of the orang medan can neither be proved nor disproved right exactly it's entirely possible that it is nothing more than another tall tale told of the sea <laughs> but the official mention by both the U.S. Coast Guard and the CIA does give it support to the fact that the ship might actually have existed right Researchers have dedicated more than 50 years of their lives to studying the case, finding shreds of proof here and there, that might prove that there is something more to the story than mere fabrication. It is not beyond all likelihood that something more clandestine was taking place, whether officially or unofficially, and this would also explain the lack of recorded evidence, and it is often the case in such matters as you mentioned, government (laughs) cover-ups. With the ocean making up such a majority of the Earth's surface, it's not really surprising that an abandoned ship or ghost ship would have its fair share of mysteries. The ocean is, without a doubt, the most remarkable of places and has a vastness that is still unexplored to this day. Being such a tiny speck, such as a ship In the middle of the ocean, it's no wonder things can easily vanish before people even notice that they're gone. In the end, this story is more than half a century old, and the ability to discover evidence to prove it exists is getting harder and harder to come by. If the Orang Medan did exist, nobody is looking for her. Yeah. Unless someone discovers by accident her final resting place, we will never know the truth of what terror those men experienced and created the legend of the SS Orang Medan. So, with that, I think it is time for us to exit the mist and be a little bit more careful about what ships we board. <laughs> We are on social media and would love to hear your stories and opinions about the SS Orang Medan. Were the crews killed by spirits or because of OSHA violations?
1: <laughs> OSHA. Oh, ah. Down with OSHA.
0: Well, you can always reach us on Facebook page, Within the Miss Podcast, and we are on Instagram and Twitter. The best way to contact us directly is by our email at Podcast at gmail.com for any of you who would like to share your opinions or stories. We hope you enjoyed our story about the Orang Medan and will come again for another ghost story. Until then, look closely at the ocean freighter passing you by on the oceans, for a crew of the dead might be on board <laughs> and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you later.